Hey, it's Lori and Matt. And we are Teacher Saves World. See, our, our logo, Teacher Saves World, has an exclamation. Mm-hmm. We're saving the world. I, I just replaced it with a question mark there. I heard that. Teacher Saves World? <laughs> I don't know that we're, Are I we? don't think we're saving the world right now. Yeah. So, so we're focusing on saving ourselves. Yeah. So season three, but maybe we are. Maybe we're, this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to, we're trying to be honest. We're mm-hmm. trying to... Um, share what we believe has maybe gone awry and, uh, and this could be our current mode of saving the world, which is to help maybe get things back in alignment. Mm -hmm. So season three, we're, we're, we're pissing and moaning. (laughs) We're complaining. Uh, we're, we're just talking about everything that is making our job really hard right now. And, uh, some of these, and, and we're not even talking about just the current COVID, you know, world issues. Like we are talking about things that have been building yeah. for, for, for years, for decades. Uh, we've used the metaphor of the frog and the slowly warming pot of water that doesn't realize that the, the water is getting hot. Uh, they just kind of slowly acclimate to the water around them. And, and that's, that's and then the frog dies. <laughs> the frog dies. That, and, let's um, hope yeah. we have a different ending. Well, I yeah. think by reflecting on it, you know, because we could just say, God, I'm so tired. Oh, my God, teaching is so hard. Well, why? Yeah. Why is it so hard? And then when we break it down and talk it through and you listen to it, you know, I think it helps us. I yeah. hope. I, it yeah. helps us at least manage yeah. and understand and validate mm-hmm why we're feeling this way. It's not just because we're getting older. I mean, you and I are in our fifties now, but we still have plenty of energy. It's not, you know, it's not that. In fact, I have more patience and more energy than I did as a young teacher, you know, because you learn how Mm -hmm. to, how to really work with the kids. And because I see my, you know, some of my colleagues that are younger get into battles and I think, Oh gosh, you know, don't ever do that in the class. You know, we know things you don't ever do in a classroom, you know? Um, but this has been very nice to talk about it. And I think heading into this next semester, I think it's going to help be helpful. Yeah. And so here's something that we, I, I, I think we can offer a unique perspective simply because of the time that we've been in the classroom. We have really seen the emergence of technology in education. When we first started teaching, the technology uh, was really the like the overhead, uh, the the transparency and the 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 vis a vis pen. I mean, that was the predominant <laughs> vis a vis. Right, that's true. That was the predominant yeah. technology device used. When we got curriculum, we got a binder of transparencies. Yes, that was new curriculum. And I remember teaching math on the overhead, you know, with the vis-a-vis pen and, mm-hmm. and then having like the, the scroll, the scroll of, <laughs> uh, that nope. you would like roll the, you know, it would, 
<laughs> roll the transparency to like a fresh sheet. Yeah. Um, like a little, like the checkout at Target, right? Yeah. It just rolls. And, uh, and, and grading systems, grading systems where uh, you put, scores and assignments into a system and it calculates the grade for you we're at the the very beginnings yeah and and actually my district uh at the time that i started did not have an adopted grading system uh attendance was still taken on bubble sheets Mm -hmm. right we bubbled in students that were absent and turned them into the office yeah um and if I, I had a grading system and, you know, something on my computer, but it was something that I downloaded on my own. Oh, yeah. So and, you were cutting edge. I had the book and, with a pencil. And I would, uh, and it wasn't even like all of us teachers that were using them all had the same one. It was kind of like there no. was like some free program and it was probably just probably like a glorified spreadsheet. We just right? added stuff it was, up. It was probably like an Excel spreadsheet mm-hmm. that was a, with a formula in it, essentially. Um, but I then had to take, you know, whatever grades this thing calculated and put them into, uh, I think a bubble sheet, right. For each student, I probably had to bubble in the grade and, and, you know, and bubble with the number two pencil. Yep. I mean, that, that, that's where we started. Hey, we had a meeting where they introduced a website to us called Google. (laughs) And we said, what a stupid name. I remember as being the teachers, this was at Gar High School in Cerritos. So this was. 20-ish years ago. I'd like mm-hmm. to, I should look up when did Google start, but yeah. he taught us about Google, our tech guy, and what it could do. Yeah. And we thought it was such a dumb name. Why I, isn't it just named like research something yeah. or look something up I remember site? Yeah. Remember? I mean, yeah. we were being... That's right. So to put it in perspective, right? we were using like AltaVista <laughs> for those other search <laughs> engines. Yeah. Was there like a mama? Mama.com? Oh. Was that, wasn't that one of them? Ask Mama? Something like that. I don't know. No, there was like, there was Ask Jeeves. There was Ask Jeeves with that little guy, like the butler? I think it was just Mama. I think it was just Mama.com. M-A-M-M-A. God, weird. Yeah, and and, and so. So anyway, just how far we've come. And then, and then uh, text, textbooks, which were the predominant mode of, you know, the, the, you know, information transformation, you know, the information was held in textbooks. Yeah, it was the portal. And um, the the technology that was existent there was uh, maybe it came with some DVDs, mm-hmm. and, some cassette tapes, and 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 maybe those uh, or or like a CD-ROM drive that with like a test generator, like it maybe it had like a test bank that you could like you could make tests. Like that was kind of like that was it. That was the technology we had. Mm-hmm. Uh, students definitely did not have devices. Um, there was nothing online that we were using to input grades into we had uh, one computer lab on campus yep. that you'd need to book maybe you'd book it once a semester mm-hmm. because everybody shared it yeah and then remember we didn't maybe really we know did, maybe what we, to book it for and 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 maybe we had i remember at some point having a few computers in my class um mm-hmm. like a little few a bank yeah you know the students yeah. could maybe type something up mm-hmm. on or so hey we're <laughs> That's where we started. And it, I mean, it's pretty amazing to think back where we've come since then. Sure. Because we're teaching with 20-somethings now. 
Some yeah. of the teachers are 20-something. So yes. they, they're, you know, digital natives. I know it's kind of an overused phrase. But they, they grew up with in a digital world. So mm-hmm. they, they can't see the difference. Yeah. And I like that we can see the difference. And I like that we're not old, too old, to not, you know, we still are, you know, pretty good with technology. And, but we can see the difference. Yeah. And the difference with the kids. Mm-hmm. And... This so there's a lot of different things that we can talk about here with technology. Yes. The impact of t- technology on the students, the the amount of time that it demands on us as educators. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot for us to Even unpack. Even though it's supposed to save time, and oh, it does, yeah. but, but there's a big but. Huge but. Yeah. And of course, you know, our district is now one-to-one, so we saw that roll out relatively recently. Yeah. That was just maybe... Well, we saw it first at the private school. Yeah. And we were like, that was 2003. That was our first, that was 2003 when the, the private school, Lizardin, had uh, not Chromebooks, but it was just laptops. Yeah, they all got a laptop. Mm-hmm. And and why we had a wireless campus. And it was like 2000, what, 16? Before our current district? Five years ago. That sounds about right. Uh, yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, there's a gap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now, you know, and then of course we went to, you know, completely digital learning with the pandemic. So I guess it was a godsend in that regard, right? That they all had a device. Yeah. So what do you what I'm talking about first? Which what I'm gonna talk about the impact on our time, sure. the impact on our students. Sure. Impact on our time. Yeah. So like anything, we have so many things to choose from now right? Because mm-hmm. we have the, the capability. We've got every, a Chromebook in every kid's hand. And boy, if we thought educational tech tools were booming before the pandemic, during COVID, it was like a barrage of emails yeah. every day. And they, they kind of, and they were selling us stuff, right? Like this platform, this platform, this platform, this platform. And and I know there's the idea of like, well, the kids are so good at it. Just roll it out and they'll figure it out. But, but we need to kind of know what we're doing before we roll it out. So textbooks still exist, by the way. So I'm teaching a, a new subject uh, this year. And uh, one, I'm teaching this class called Freshman Studies and it has, there's, there's driver's education, there's geography, and there's health. Those are the subjects that are falling into this class. And it's all freshmen. And we have health coming up. And our district just bought this brand new health textbook. And previously, when I first started teaching, I would get the teacher edition of the textbook and the teacher edition is a larger version it's, mm-hmm. it's like it's expanded right the the square footage of the page is is expanded because you have like the what the student sees and then in the margins are all of the explanations and the extras and they ask this question here yes yeah discussion right? how to help you use this textbook <clears throat> mm-hmm. that was it and then and then maybe cd-roms came along and then you had like you could use it to build a test right it had like a test bank of or questions and you could so instead so instead of just you know instead of getting a, a copy a paper you know workbook with like uh, teacher copies that you could make of the test you could actually generate you could 
pick and choose the questions, right? Mm-hmm. That was like an advancement. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I get the textbook, I get the teacher edition, and I get access to the online support materials. Oh boy. Which are immense, oh my right? God. So now I can, I can now I can enroll every student into a class through the textbook portal. And each chapter has all of these interactive things and test and videos and, but they're still the textbook, mm. right? So, so we're talking about how we're not, we're not cutting any trees out of the fort. Like the, the forest is just getting thicker and thicker and thicker. And we're, we're being, we're, we're like the Rangers being forced to just manage more and more trees. Um, Mm-hmm. And, and we're just, we're just asking for a fire, right? We're just <laughs> asking for it. Uh, this is what's happening. So, so the, the Mr. Jones of 20 years ago, teaching a new subject would be, you know, I would get the, the teacher edition and mm-hmm. that's what I would pour myself into because I would learn the teach, like I would learn, you know, whatever was in the margins, right? All the, oh, that's a good question to ask. Oh, yeah. that's a good discussion topic. Or, oh, you know, that's a good project. We could project ideas, you know, those kind of things. Now I've got so much more oh. that I need to absorb. And and the Mr. Jones would be sitting in your unoccupied teacher prep time to figure this oh, out. Yeah, and I would have that early release time on Wednesdays or now Friday mornings. And I would, now, now I have less time mm-hmm. and I have more to do. Yep. And... And then there's also just pressure to ditch that textbook textbook. Yes. Because textbooks are supposedly stupid and a waste of time. And now I've got to cobble together on my own. Um, maybe some engaging games, right? I gotta do this ed puzzle and I gotta do that kahoot mm-hmm. and I gotta do this slides project and I gotta so now I gotta film like, a loom video of yourself. So now I just gotta I have to go out there and curate right i have to curate all of these assignments on my own and all of these different digital platforms and i've got to learn how to operate from a teacher side of things all of these different digital platforms and with with less time yes with less time and i gotta communicate all of this with all of the teachers in my plc and make sure that we're all doing this and we got to squabble we got half of which won't like this one that's a waste of time and we got to doing this we got to barter we got to barter you got to give something up right we got to compromise even though we went out we found this thing we feel really cool we're excited to do it nobody else likes us now i got to ditch it yes right um that is so draining so that happens there's all of that Mm. um and then um and then all of these different things that i'm learning about in my own time are going to spit out all kinds of reports and things that I have to then uh, input into my digital online grading system, which is uh, accessed by my students and my students' parents, mm-hmm. right? So I got to keep that up to date. Yeah. Because After you connect it to Google Classroom. Oh, yeah. Because it needs to be... I've, well, that's how I post all of my, I put it, of course, everything's in Google Classroom mm-hmm. because that's what's going to be audited mm-hmm. by the um, instructional minute police, right? <laughs> to make sure that we are doing everything that we're supposed to be doing uh, instructionally 
and not shorting any, like I'm, I'm my, like, I, I wish I could like plug myself up to an, like an EKG machine right now. I'm probably like, just, you know, you want to wear my Apple watch or aura <laughs> ring because your, <laughs> your heart rate variance is probably like, meow. <sighs> well, see, I mean, because really, but you're not saying anything that anybody doesn't know that's in the classroom right now. And the tech companies that come and sell these products to our districts, you know, they tout all the flexibility. There's so much to choose from that every teacher will be happy. But, you know, it's also like going to pick out a candy for the movies. You know, if I'm standing in the aisle at CVS, all of a sudden I'm like, you know, I thought I wanted a Reese's peanut butter cup, but now mm. I can get a Reese's peanut butter cup with pretzels. <laughs> the recent one I saw was with potato chips potato crunched chips, in. Yeah. Then there was a snack cake. I looked at it. It was actually what? like like a ho. It was a Reese's peanut butter snack cake. Oh. So like a ho ho or something, but Reese's or Reese's pieces or dark chocolate Reese's or white chocolate Reese's. You know, it's now all of a sudden I'm just now I'm gonna I'm so afraid I'm gonna pick the wrong one. I have too many choices. <laughs> That's what these curriculums are like. Yeah, because there's so much we could do. I can't do them all, but they're all in front of me. And then you finally land on one you like, you go to your PLC and nobody likes it. So are we seeing where the breakdown's coming of the yeah. energy? Because yeah. that's a deplete, that depletes you. And, and then you just don't have the time to process it. So you will have, like Matt and I, you know, we always will work from home heading into a semester. You have to. Because day one, you're teaching. So when does that happen? It doesn't happen at the end of the school year because grades are due at the very last minute of the semester like you don't have really time to do all the prep work at the end so you of course you do it at home but the irony of like the tech being so engaging and so fun and so fabulous there's a lot of work that goes into mastering these tech programs huge huge and <clears throat> i know that we we uh we talked about it with uh with matt rhodes matt rhodes uh who's probably stop listening to us because of this episode. <laughs> Matt Rose, our good friend Matt Rhodes uh, was on. He's a, he's a tech master. He, he wrote a book, uh, uh, navigating the toggle term. Mm -hmm. And we had him on our show and, uh, uh, we talked about paring down, right? Yeah, Having, and have, even he, even he tech guru. Yeah. Like, there's so much out there. You got to pare down. You got to have those two to three, platforms that you like you're comfortable with you can mm -hmm. use them uh plus your learning management system your you know your google classroom mm -hmm. or, or whatever you're using um but there is it's even that is hard because you keep being exposed your 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 tech coordinator keeps exposing you to more and more they keep offering more and more trainings um yeah i remember a couple years ago there was a better learning management system so we were like, oh, okay. And then they said, so this would take the place of Google Classroom. We're like, wait, what? Yeah. You fi everybody finally knows how to use Google Classroom. Everyone. Our middle school feeders are using it. Yeah. Why would you? Because it does so much more. No. Don't you see the joy in like we all finally know how to use this thing? But that's kind of the, the idea of technology, right? Every three to four years. Uh, it's old. Yeah. We need the next upgrade. We need the next... And, and we're not even, you know, we have teachers older than us, you know, that some of them, the technology, well, some of them are actually really good at it, but, yeah. but some are just like, man, I need time. I, I, I mastered this. I would say I'm thankful. I think that we were just young enough yeah. to, to not be bulldozed by the onslaught of technology. 
Like I think I think we were just young enough to be a, you know flexible and adaptable, mm-hmm. and open to it. Yeah, it's not been easy. No, it's not been easy. And right. you know I can remember you know we even got through college still typing papers on typewriters, and then when I worked at the Grammys, I had to learn the computer. Mm-hmm. You know, because I got that job and it was like I don't know how to do the computer, like do the computer. You know, even <laughs> my you know, and I was only twenty one. Yeah. So you're right. We but but I was still malleable i was still you know young yeah so i'm learning it yeah but i really feel for some of our older well that's why i think a lot of the older teachers that were gonna you know maybe pull out at 65 or 67 are now like we're at 61 and 62 and like bye yeah like they're retiring last year with covid and then all this and and i understand yeah i really get that and you know we're, we're we're talking about the the impact of technology on uh on us teachers teachers uh just think about like uh like our tech people. Think about you know our our tech guy with the the Chromebooks and, oh. and how th- he's been impacted. Oh. Like the the maintenance of all of these devices, right? And I uh, love him, Tim Seibel. He deserves a shout out with his full name because he's a wonderful guy and he just yeah. works tirelessly. Yeah. He good thing he is physically fit. It's probably why because he just run. He is not that guy behind the computer you know, it to, yeah it used to be just you know uh i say just but uh taking care of us teachers making sure that our technology was working our computers our projectors our you know whatever and troubleshooting and our printers and i mean that was a gargantuan job in and of itself now 1600 students have chromebooks that yeah have, and and still just him yeah. pretty much right i know you know it's crazy so i mean that's that that is an example right now of what is happening we are creating so much more work and expecting the same crowd to handle the extra work the same adults same the same adults. amount of adults yes we need more adults yeah we really do yeah and and he i'm glad you brought up tim because it kind of brings us to our you know next portion of this topic which is the the kids right so now the all the students have a chromebook and, um, you know, it, this comes with so many headaches, I got to say. And uh, I really, I, I kind of don't know which direction to go, but I'll, I'm going to start with the last day of school of the semester. And Tim came to my classroom, our tech guy. And he was like, hey, Lori, do you have your loaner computer? And we were all given one loaner computer that we kept in on the side. And if a kid was out of juice or forgot theirs at home or wasn't working, that that kid could borrow it. Right. I say because because mind you, because we've become so integrated with Chromebooks and technology, you know, if a kid, I don't know, didn't bring their textbook, we had spare textbooks. Yes. But now kid doesn't bring their Chromebook kid doesn't have yes. the technology or the Wi-Fi. Like we are so screwed anymore. Totally. So, so I tell them it's right over there on the shelf. And so I, we were all given said, one spare yep. Chromebook for those instances. Yep. And with a charger. Yes. Okay. So both of those are used every day. And I said, Oh, by the way, Tim, that that's the best thing you guys have done in the last few years. Just that one loner. Cause there seems to be like just, you know, maybe one kid mm-hmm. that, didn't thought they thought it was plugged in and it got pulled out of the socket or whatever it may be. And he's all, Oh, well, you might want to tell district office that what you just said to me that you love it. I said, why? He's all, cause we're taking them away. I said, wait, you're like, you're, they're not coming back. He's all, no, no more loners in the classroom because um, the district office feels the kids need to be responsible. 
and that this is maybe enabling them not to be. I'm like, okay, but I have 37 kids. So 36 mm-hmm. of them are responsible. But but one guy, or maybe, you know, I've done that before. thought it was plugged in at night and it wasn't. Or the dog bumped it or whatever. He said, yeah, we're going to take them. And, um, and we're actually not going to have loaners in the library to check out either. And I was like, what? So, we, they, you know, they need to learn responsibility. And... Um, it just, it just real, and he's angry okay. about it too. He's angry about it too. So, okay. So now that, like you said, we have tailored all of our lessons to be technology based because there's a real push on technology. But, but Tim also said, well, the teachers have to also have a plan B. They have to have a non-digital component of that lesson for the kid. Because I said, well, if there's no loaners at the library and no loaner in a classroom, what do they do? The teachers have to have a non-tech lesson that hits all the same standards that tech lesson would. So now we have to create two lessons, a tech-based lesson and a non-tech-based lesson. And we have less time. We've already cataloged how much less time we have. Yes. And we have to create more assignments. So, So the punishment, right? If a child forgets their textbook... It's not that they get behind because they can't do anything. Mm-hmm. The punishment really is the teacher is on the teacher, mm-hmm. and also impossible. Some right because some of the lessons are tech based and they just have to be. You can't make something. I can't star test you, you know, to get your reading level on a piece of paper. I can just give you a fluffy little assignment to do. There's always something to do, but you still will have to take that star test when you come back. So. I was really upset about this one because we seem to have a double standard. Like we need to teach the kids responsibility. Hey, they're being pretty dang responsible with these Chromebooks. I've been very impressed Yeah. for the most part. They have them mm-hmm. and they're charged, Yeah. but there's going to be one or two probably every class, right? One, somebody needs to borrow your charger and somebody needs to borrow the loaner. Sure. Maybe one person needs to go to the library, you know, and sometimes nobody does. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, sometimes there's just weird glitches where a, a, a kid can't get a particular program to work on their computer and I give them the loaner and all of a sudden it works. Like, yes, yes. Stuff like that happens. Yep. But they got to reboot theirs and then it works later. Yeah. Um, so I guess we're selling and we're selling these computers. Oh, great. Like, cause they were supposed to be sold. These were the, the mm. ones that were distributed as were the last, class yeah. the last senior classes when they turned them in if they didn't want to purchase them from last year and they were supposed to be sold okay and um i it just really bothered me because you know it's just that element of human error that we all have we've all forgotten our keys we've all forgotten something at home we've all been late to work but you know we villainize the kids when they do mm-hmm. and their kids because mm-hmm. we're perfect we never forget anything you know, it's like, um, so that's, that's one thing, but, but now let's talk about a class full of kids and they all have their Chromebooks. Okay. So everybody has their Chromebook. We've mastered the digital lesson. Everybody's charged up, ready to go. Are there any problems still, Matt? (laughs) (laughs) It's perfect, right? So, yeah, (laughs) I, uh, I have observed this semester and I don't, 
I don't know if I just, I don't know. I don't know if I observed something new or I just finally licked, you know, clicked in with it. Um, I've always had a fairly low opinion of technology. I, I, it's well chronicled. I don't have any social media accounts. Um, I spend as little time on the computer as possible. Um, I've even started, uh, I, I write, I like to write and I've, uh, even started, uh, doing all of my writing pen and paper. I've bought notebooks to spend less time on a computer. Mm -hmm. Um, I am, I wouldn't say I'm distrustful of it. I mean, I have a cell phone. I use a computer. But I, I think we're, we're losing something as a species the more we spend time with them. And I agree. And I have noticed this semester some children that their addiction to these devices is troubling. It's bad. Troubling. And their inability to be anywhere near a device and do anything other than play a game or watch a video or, you know, be on social media, like is impossible. Impossible. Like they cannot, they cannot. And like, and so a previous episode I talked about not wanting to use blocking technology because I, I diminish a person's ability to develop their own self-control and make choices. Uh, this is where I've noticed this because I can still observe and I can talk to a student and I could just see this, like this crave in their face. Like they just can't. Yeah. They can't get on a device and not go play a game yeah. if it's available to them. And they will go to great lengths that to, to circumvent any sort of block or, or obstacle put in their way. Like they cannot be on a device and do work. They can only play games. Yeah. Because we've given them one device but it's also their entertainment portal. Yeah. They take it home and they do watch their shows on it. They open Netflix on it. They play games. They And they're the stupidest games ever. My God. Well, I don't understand so all these games. One looks really retro, like neon, and they're like almost like Tempest, or I'm trying to think of the old retro games. Yeah. Kind of Space Invaders looking. Yeah. Like neon lines. and Yeah, there's... The, the snake like, game. There's a ball rolling through like the Tron like. No, that's the one. It's the ball rolling. Yeah. And, and, you know, like you say with the blocking thing. Okay. By the way, Matt's very technologically savvy. He's really good with technology. So by him saying, I don't like this stuff, it's, it's making an active choice Mm because Matt's really good at it. I'm, you know, you know, I don't use the blocking site because I don't even know how to, (laughs) how to to work it, (laughs) but um, I will say if I can go up to a student and say, um, you know, they're playing the snake game and, you know, I walk up and I say, show me, you know, what do you have to do in this one? And they kind of, it's a little bit like Caterpillar, you know, I'm like, oh, I kind of like that game when I was your age and I'll be like, Hey, you know, 
like you right now have a D in this class. It's English. You know, so like, you know, we're writing our, you know, Othello paragraph. And like, why do you think you're playing this game instead of like digging into the work? You know, and they're like, I don't know, miss, you know, I just, I suck. I suck at writing. And they suck at writing. They're good at this game. And just that hiding. And you have mm -hmm. like a little moment of humanity there. Right? You say, well, you know, why don't you open up a Google Doc? I'm going to help you get started. You know? And you have those moments. And to me, that's like a powerful teachable moment. I'm not chastising this kid because he's doing it. And by the way, this has been 10 billion times worse since our at-home, you know, the pandemic. Yeah. I, I, <clears throat> Their I, addictions were solidified, cemented. Yeah. That's Honored. What, that's what I think there's a there's there's something more happening right now. And I think because of the time spent at home on devices, that's why to me I'm perceiving something greater than before. Absolutely. And when, you know, our son was registering for his classes for next semester, he's at a junior college in Orange County. Go Pirates, OCC. And there's live classes live online classes and completely online classes. <clears throat> so when he's registering, you know, I'm automatically thinking, gosh, are you going to go for as many like live classes as possible? And he's standing with a buddy and they're both like, uh, we don't mind online. And I was like, Oh, really? Is it because we help each other? Mm -hmm. And I said, Oh, help. AKA cheat. Right. Cause some of our AP top students, honors kids, they didn't mind online at all because they could kind of do more, mm -hmm. even be in more clubs because it's a Zoom meeting they're hopping to, not physically walking across, pad their academic resume, help each other, I'm using air quotes, yeah. and it served them. And they figured out how to work it. And then your kids mm -hmm. that aren't academic were on the snake. They were on more oh, yeah. than the snake game. They had, yeah. they had their full big screen TV and, you know, the Chromebook sitting right in front of it. Yeah, and, and just little sidebar: California community colleges get back in in school. Oh, please! Come on, like figure it out. Like we teach high school, and we we had an entire semester full of class, you know, full classrooms, regular schedule with students going eight thirty to three thirty. By yeah, the way, you, not you, one dinky class a day. No, you can do <laughs> one it. or two a day. Yes, <laughs> you know, come on, figure it out. Like you're like you're hurting these kids. Like they need to be in class. They need to be in class. Need to be in class. Yeah. So. So, so let's say, okay, so we talked about this lesson, right? That we've mastered the technology. Every kid has their Chromebook charged and ready to go. And then we've got few gaming. Um, if I were to have everybody shut their Chromebooks and we pull out a good old fashioned piece of paper and our, you know, plume, <laughs> our little inkwell, our little inkwell and our plume, and, um, you know, I put a light the candle, I light a candle. I, I, you know, put an engaging quote on the board or a tough quote on the board from yesteryear. Right. And what do you think this quote means? And I silence out the room, say, we're not going to talk for 12 minutes. I put the timer on. And I see every one of those kids writing like a little tear of joy kind of formulates in my eye because they're thinking, they're struggling, they're writing, and we're all doing the same thing. Yep. It's a little collective brain trust. And some might have half a page and some might have two sentences. And then we bring those words to life, we share them out. And there are, 
you know, I feel a little bit better than they were 12 minutes ago. They're a little bit stronger than they were 12 minutes ago. And I was even thinking about, you know, we've talked about my Poetry Out Loud contest that I do every year, and then where the kids have to memorize a poem. And I think one of the the best parts about that is when they get up in front of the class and they come to life and their, their eyes usually go, I think to the, to the left, up and to the left when they're trying to look at it, to grab the words. They're not thinking about the girlfriend that dumped them. They're not thinking about call of duty. They're not thinking about anything else except for that word. And they're so present. And in a world where mindfulness is every other word, right? For self care. They're so mindful. And then you stumbled across that poetry podcast. Yeah. <clears throat> Talk about that, because I've been thinking about that since you brought it up to me. Uh, if you want a great podcast, it's less, like each episode is less than uh, 10 minutes. Maybe one or two go over by a minute or two, but Poetry Unbound. So I've, uh, there was a time in my early life where I was really into poetry and I was reading poetry and writing poetry. It's sort of the the early edge of my sort of artistic life early twenties. And, uh, then I was in a band, wrote song lyrics and kind of went away from it for a while as life takes over and I become a dad and do all that kind of stuff. And then I've found my way back to poetry and I've really found incredible joy in reading poetry every day and, and getting back to composing poetry, uh, myself as a way to process thoughts, as a way to archive ideas um, as a way to communicate. And so I came across this podcast, Poetry Unbound. Poetry Unbound. Put that in the notes, show notes. Yeah, I'll try to remember. And uh, this Irish guy, he's a poet. Uh, I'm going to butcher his name because it's a weird Irish name that's hard for me, like Padraig Oturma or something like that. He's the host. His voice is wonderful. Oh God, that accent is the best. And uh, for each episode, they take a poem and uh, he re- he starts by reading the poet, the poem and then talking about the poem. And then he reads it one more time. And that's the entire episode. And they're just these, these gems and in one of the early episodes I listened to, he talked about uh, as a child growing up in Ireland um, on a weekly basis, memorizing and reciting poetry. Weekly basis. Weekly. And, and I thought about that. And then I thought about my grandfather who uh, died a couple years ago at the age of 91. But until his death, he was able to recite some poems that he memorized as a child and they would just spring out of him at, at moments. And they, we would just, you know, marvel at these poems that still lived with inside, you know, inside of him. And, and I thought about this 40 something year old Irish poet. And I thought about my 91 year old grandfather and the poetry that lived inside of them. Poetry that found its way in through words on a page Mm -hmm. that they ingested and that they, took time to memorize and how those wonderful, wonderful little pieces of art were a part of who they were. Mm -hmm. And, 
and they would spring out of them and they would have these great, you know, turns of phrases and, and word combinations and, and imagery and everything that exists in poems. And I, you know, again, here I am putting my grandpa's slippers on again and being wistful L- for literally being wistful for, you know, a bygone era when we took the time to memorize yep. poems. And, you know, I've, it's made me think about everything that we've, we've lost in, in, in education. Some of the really good practices that have been, uh, jettisoned for for whatever reason sustained silent reading Mm. sustained silent reading was just heaven on earth a quiet moment altogether it was heaven on earth reading and um that that's really gone by the wayside that's got to come back but uh but this poetry right even the kids that are diehard gamers and they hate it they mm -hmm. would be up in front of that class going don't tell me don't tell me don't tell me Mm -hmm. because there's a prompter and then they they and when they got that poem, they'd be like, yeah, you know, and like just yeah. high-fiving people. And mm-hmm. it was alive. Yeah. It was a moment. And I just want to make sure we're not losing. I understand technology has its place, does some good things, but not every day. And not when they've been on a screen all night and then a screen on the bus for two hours on their phone. Then they come into our room and then we put them on a screen. And, and- then we sit at our screen Screw that. That sucks. And definitely when we're not memorizing poems anymore. No. Is that a fair trade? Like, just think about that. Would you, would you be happy knowing that your child was moving a digital snake through the green grass instead of memorizing a poem? Like, which, you know, like, come on. Unless that snake is real and the grass is real. No. I vote the poem. <laughs> so let's bring back the poems. Yeah, absolutely. Let's bring back beauty and art. I actually just, last night, I found a, a website with like 30 some odd short, good poems to memorize. And I, I put the, t- I challenged my own children. <laughs> I said I would pay them. I'm going to bribe them to memorize poems. And Toby was in the living room like in 10 seconds. Yeah.